0: Now, if you listen to the previous episode, which I'd highly recommend that you do because it flows onto this one, then we were discussing Seneca's warning of the crowd, the mob, and groupthink. And this idea that we need to sort of distance ourselves from the crowd and, and recognize that it's very easy for us to be dragged along with what the crowd wants, as opposed to thinking for ourselves, And, you know, we know that he was discussing this idea that even he, you know, when he goes into a crowd, comes back with some new vice or something that he has worked on rears its head again, and he has to work on it even more. And so, you know, these are wise words from Seneca, this idea that that really we want to think for ourselves and we don't want to be dragged into the pleasure-seeking way of the mob. And, uh, and in this episode, I wanted to read a couple of passages that are after that one that I read in the last episode, where he gives us a kind of approach that we can take, uh, which is really a part of his middle way philosophy, right? I really do think that Seneca has a middle way philosophy, uh, and, and he, he you know, pops it into his writings every so often. And so, I wanted to read this to you. He says the following... The young character, which cannot hold fast to righteousness, must be rescued from the mob. It is too easy to side with the majority. Even Socrates, Cato and Laelius might have been shaken in their moral strength by a crowd that was unlike them. So true is it that none of us, no matter how much he cultivates his abilities, can withstand the shock of faults that approach, as it were, with so great a retinue. Much harm is done by a single case of indulgence or greed. The familiar friend, if he be luxurious, weakens and softens us imperceptibly. The neighbour, if he be rich, rouses our covetousness. The companion, if he be slanderous, rubs off some of his rust upon us, even though we be spotless and sincere. What then do you think the effect will be on your character when the world at large assails it? You must either imitate or loathe the world. But both courses are to be avoided. You should not copy the bad simply because they are many, nor should you hate the many because they are unlike you. Withdraw into yourself as far as you can. Associate with those who will make a better man of you, and welcome those who you yourself can improve. The process is mutual, for men learn as they teach." So let's break apart a few of the lessons that we can learn from these passages Firstly starting with where he discusses that the young mind, the young character needs to be rescued from the mob And this is so true because, of course, we've got to tell both sides of the story here. Culture, one of the things that culture does is it shapes us into a human being that can hopefully survive the rest of our lives, right? It gives us the necessary tools to be able to think and to be able to grow and learn and to, you know, unveil the potential that is hidden within us, right? Right. But the other side of culture is you can really wake up one day and realize, hang on, every decision I've made has just been because of what other people think. You know, every th- everything that I think is not what I think. It's just what everybody else around me thinks. And so the young mind, the young character has to wake up one day and, and, and you know, be rescued, like Seneca is saying, from the mob think, you know, are they thinking for themselves or are they just a part of the mob? You know, I mentioned that quote last, in the last episode that came from one of my, my clients. He grew up uh, being taught this, that the mob doesn't have ideas. They have the ideas you give them, right? And so you don't want to live the rest of your life being somebody who only bases their decisions off what's most popular in the moment, you know, what's most in taste, what the mob cares about the most, because you're not thinking if that's who you are. You're just a bee in the hive, and, you know, I have to say that Seneca was one of the first people who I read who really did wake me up to that question, you know, how many of my decisions are really based off my own conclusion. Jim Rohn as well. Jim, Jim Rohn had this quote. He said, make sure that whatever you do is the product of your own conclusion. That's a great quote to remember. Right, because that's what we're talking about here, rescuing the young mind from just living the rest of their life based on the opinions of others and the tastes of the moment. And Seneca gives us the magnitude of the problem here by suggesting that even somebody like Socrates might have been shaken in his moral virtue by a mob that was unlike him, right? That nobody is exempt from the, the, the groupthink of a crowd, right? Not even somebody like Socrates. And the middle way of Seneca really comes in at the end here where he suggests that both courses are to be avoided. He's talking about the courses of either loving or hating the world, right? Uh, He says both courses are to be avoided. You should not copy the bad just because they are many, nor should you hate the many just because they are unlike you. And this is just really sound advice, right? Because basically what he's saying is don't do something just because everybody's doing it. And also don't not do something just because everybody's doing it. And this is kind of a middle way where you recognize that there's, there's a little bit of wisdom in convention, right? Obviously, if everybody's doing something, maybe that means that uh, they're getting some sort of value out of it. And maybe you're a human just like everybody else, so you would benefit from it also. But maybe there's also a lot of snakes lurking within the crowd and what they're doing. And so your job is to, as Seneca says in this letter, retreat within yourself, right? And Make sure that everything that you do is coming from your own conclusions and your own process of discernment about what is going to be good and what is not going to be good, what's going to improve your character and what's going to lead you down a road of vice. And this fits in well with what we've talked about in previous episodes discussing Seneca's middle way, where he kind of says, you know, outwardly you might conform to the, to the crowd, outwardly you might, you know, conform to your society, but inwardly you want to be completely different. And I think that this is a really reasonable approach to take. You know, you want to save your mind from the groupthink and find out who you really are. You know, know thyself. And one of the ways that you do that is you start by distancing yourself from the crowd a little bit. And you recognize that you really don't know who you are. You really don't know what you think. And if you can recognize those things, then that's a great place to begin your path to understanding who you are and what you think, and how you think. And then Seneca gives us some good advice there at the end, which has more to do with the people who surround us immediately, not necessarily the mob, but our close associations and our relationships. He says, you know, associate with men who will likely improve you, and, you know, welcome those who you can improve. He says that men learn as they teach. It's a great great piece of advice and you might think of your immediate associations as a micro crowd. These are the people who are influencing you and who you're influencing and so you want to surround yourself with people who are going to improve your character, who are going to make you better, you know, not people who are just going to continually add vice upon your list of things that you need to work on, right? And that's not to say that you don't have a personal responsibility to guard your mind against vice, your character against vice. But what Seneca is suggesting here is that, you know, you're just a human and when you're around other people, their habits fall onto you and you take them on. So you need to think about the people who you surround yourself with. So, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, I hope you've taken away a few things and, you know, really go away and think about who are the people who you're surrounding yourself with, you know, how do you think when you're in the mob, how do you think when you're in a crowd, Uh, you know, how susceptible are you to groupthink, to just making your decisions based on what the current tastes and perceptions are in, in the mob as opposed to how you actually think. You know, these are all good questions to ask yourself that can really lead to some important self-understanding. And that's what philosophy is, right? You're trying to get to know who you really are. And a great piece of advice is to start seeing how you can distance yourself from the groupthink and start to think about what it is that you actually believe. All right, so I'll talk to you next time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode.